This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Hey, cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, before we started podcasting just now, we were kind of talking wistfully about sports, mm-hmm. a bygone era in which we had sports. And you got me thinking of a place that I always pass by on my way back from the Black Horse. If I'm walking back home from the Black Horse, I walk by the sports bar. Called 505th. You know the place, right? Mm-hmm. Is it 205th? 205th. 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 Right. It's one of these bars that has like a thousand TVs in there. Whatever you want to watch, it's in there. It's like, and it's a haven during NFL season because it's just all fantasy NFL people and diehard NFL fans in there, just crushed in there watching every single TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can talk a lot about, oh, yeah, now's a good time to catch up on classic sports clips or, man, I really do miss actually being able to sit down and watch a little bit of sports here and there. What I'm actually missing a lot of the time is just the knowledge that sports is out there happening. And the feeling <laughs> yeah. of walking yeah. by that bar, not even going in, but just seeing everyone in there. Yeah. It, now it, it fills me with this weird nostalgia yeah, there is something about like the football games being on, even like NFL games, even if you're not watching them, it's like there's a kind of like all is all is OK, right? Like like everything is normal, whether I want yeah. to be part of that normal or not, like there's a normal world out there, you know, that that I could I could I could be part of if I wanted it, you know? Um, yeah, it's, I think uh, that's right. Yeah. And I, I hear you. I mean, we're, we're all at a month long sports detox. I would guess that. Everyone listening to this podcast probably needed a month-long sports detox. Uh, <laughs> right. Given want, that the football we, never yeah. stops as it is, you know, if yep. it took 
force majeure to actually make us all take a break? Fair enough. And the news that came out today, um, a couple hours ago, recording this on Sunday evening, is uh, there is a decent chance that the Premier League will actually do behind closed doors matches in June. Um, this is the newest rumor. I mean, we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Boris Johnson just went, <laughs> just, just checked into the hospital this afternoon as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, things are certainly, uh, not, uh, anywhere close to being back to normal. So, uh, I mean, the idea that they're going to play in May, I think is, I think we can safely, um, scratch that one entirely. Um, yeah. so I, I don't know what that means for fantasy. Uh, if anything, um, you know, I think that if there is fantasy, it's going to be, a lot different than anything we've ever had before. And, um, just, you know, gird your loins, Brandon, cause it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be wild, wet and wild. Consider them girded. Now in an effort to find some normalcy, we are, we are now living in, um, universe streaming. This is all we do now. We just stream content. Mm-hmm. Some people just stream themselves on zoom and FaceTime calls. We want to talk about movies. This episode is dedicated not just to movies, which is what our producer Dave Wegner Lodol wanted us to talk about. We want to get specific here, and we're going to be talking about the best sports movies. Maybe you can catch catch up on some some of these while you're being socially isolated. I am a I guess I'm sort of a sports movies junkie, although I was surprised. I thought of myself that way. Although as I was reading some lists in the lead up to this podcast, I realized that there are gigantic gaps in, (laughs) you know, I have watched hundreds of sports movies in my life and I'm surprised by how many I've never seen. You know, I've never seen Bad News Bears. It's got to be the most famous sports movie I've never seen. I've just never seen it. I don't know how I've never seen it, but I haven't. And uh, what's the most famous (laughs) sports movie that you think you've that you've never, I'm putting you on the spot here. What, what, you know, what do you uh-huh. think is the most famous sports movie that you've never seen before? Yeah, I think it's Slapshot. Um, I, never, yeah, I've, I've never seen it. And people say it's the best hockey movie. I mean, I do want to go on record as saying there's probably never actually been a good hockey movie or a good movie about hockey. Yeah. Um, I think I'm with you there. No, well, maybe if you want to, you could, you could say Happy Gilmore is technically kind of a hockey movie <laughs> until it becomes a golf movie, but that's um, true. It's a hybrid, <laughs> but yeah, there, I, I think my biggest blind spot beyond hockey though, has got to be golf. There are just a ton of golf movies out there. And I think yeah. of all of them, I've only seen the legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, uh, Tin Cup. I actually like, I will, okay. I will, I will stand for, for Tin Cup. Is Tin Cup the one where, um, Billy Bob Thornton is a, is a airplane, like air traffic um, no, you're control thinking of, guy? You're thinking of pushing tin. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah. Tin Cup and Pushing Tin. They came out on the same time. You're thinking of Billy Bob Thornton and John Cusack did Pushing Tin. Uh, so, yeah, that actually may be our next. Uh, we may do uh, just a whole podcast that's on Billy Bob Thornton movies. We'll see how long this. Uh, just movies with the word tin in the title. With the, with the word tin. Um, so this is the uh, this is the topic for, for this week's podcast, Best Sports Movies. Uh, we're going to uh, just a second here. We'll, we'll, we're going to do it by category. Uh, I know a lot of people like the top 10, but I think the category works better in this case. So we've got best mm-hmm. football film. Uh, we want to serve the the loyal football f- audience, our core it's audience. It's a football podcast, Josh. Th- that's right. So we'll start off with best football films. Then we'll talk about our favorites in the non-football category. A lot of baseball movies in there. Uh, dumb sports movies we love. Then we'll talk about documentaries. 
fun fun documentary section. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves good doc chat. Uh, Then we do the are they actually sports movies section, followed by bad sports movies, Brandon. I am going to name some bad ones, okay? And uh, we'll talk about that. You're going to name names. I'm going to name names. Yeah, I'm going to do that. It's it's going to get us in a lot of trouble. And uh, (laughs) this may be the last time we're streaming podcast. We'll see. So incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Um, No one thought that it was going to be talking about bad sports movies that that actually broke us during this this strange time. (laughs) But hey, maybe they'll make make a movie about us someday. I think this will be fun. I think um, I I do feel like a fair warning um, when we get to the football film category section. There are a lot of football movies that are – if you grew up in the UK uh, or probably even most of Europe uh, that you're familiar with that we're just not. So as we list some of those, I'm sure that there are some – a lot of people will be like pounding their table or shaking their head or I don't even know. Like they'll just – they won't do anything. They'll just – I'll <laughs> just, just get up and walk away. Just get up and walk away. Uh, I was trying to think of like what people, how people listen to this podcast during a quarantine. I guess they're just like working, right? And it's just like on their headphones as they're as they're like filling an yeah. Excel spreadsheet or something. Um, but as you're as you're listening, you, you'll probably notice that there are some football films that are missing. Uh, instead of getting angry, uh, it's not healthy, anyways, Brandon. That, that'll take no. years off your life. Yeah. Uh, just uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram whatever facebook snap us on snapchat brandon we're, we're never on facebook let's be honest josh let's, <laughs> let's be real with the people here <laughs> but i'll see a message on there i'm on there okay. for my you know i post photos of my daughter on there so i do see the stuff that comes through um and uh anyway yeah or email us or whatever but if you have if you have movie suggestions that we're not covering below that you think we should watch let us know because brandon much like you the listener um we're stuck at home right now and we need more content so best sports movies coming up in just one second brandon a quick patreon update though yeah patreon patreon.com slash always cheating it's a great place to go to thank josh and i for what we do on the podcast every week of course there's no football happening right now so we have waived fees in april for all of our current patreon members and of course it looks like May is probably going to be free, too, because we don't want to charge people and there's no FPL happening. Right. But we're still uh, we're still up and at them on the Slack talking about things, uh, keeping up with various football news there and other things that we're doing while quarantined from F- FIFA. FIFA. Yeah. If you want to get a FIFA game going, if you, uh, if you want to talk about Animal Crossing, even food, you want to show off that focaccia loaf that you just made, um, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and if you, if you're new to Patreon, there's just an easy sign up fee just to get in there. And then, um, you're on board from, from that moment forward. And Josh, you were talking about, you need stakes. Like you're, you're going a little bored during this quarantine. So (laughs) maybe there's something we can do for our Patreon members that involve, uh, I don't, I don't don't want to say a bet of some kind, but a competition. Something. I want to be able to win or lose something, Brandon. I, I miss losing almost as much as I miss winning. I, I can't explain it. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. a, just a competition, you know? So uh, so we'll talk. Yeah, let's try to come up with some kind of free game for, for our patrons. Uh, something we can launch later this month. Uh, open to ideas. So if you're a patron uh, or you want to become one, uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating uh, and you can join our always cheating community. All right, Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back and talk about the best sports movies. All right, Brian, we're back. 
Quick hat tip to uh, patron. I got no idea for the suggestion, by the way, for this week's podcast. Uh, the best sports movie is we're going to kick things off with the fantasy foot. No, not the fantasy. It'd be amazing if there were all the, if there were enough fantasy football movies out there for there to be a category of the best <laughs> of them. Uh, no, this is just the football film category. So football slash soccer. I don't know if any of these films would, would be or American enough to be a soccer movie. But I guess I guess uh, victory is the one that would fit into that category. Yeah. So this is all all genres and types. So we're just going to group all the football ones together. Uh, so there's documentaries in here and feature films as well. Um, I'll kick things off, Brandon. Um, I think you have seen a lot more of these than I have. Okay, but the one that I have seen and loved uh, is The Damned United. I love this movie. It introduced me to Brian Clough, and I am still fascinated by him ten years later. I think it introduced the world to Michael Sheen, uh, who is. He's a damn fine actor, that Michael Sheen. Um, and actor. he's yeah. actually, no, I, I guess Frost vs. Nixon would have been the first thing that I actually saw Michael Sheen in where I, I kind of like registered, I clocked him as an actual actor. But yeah, mm-hmm. Damned United, um, I think is great because it's a period of the English game that, you know, you and I you weren't around for. Yeah. And, um, you know, to have, to have a, a visual of... Uh, what the English game looked like then with like the grimy players who all, I mean, it looked like all the actors are like 40. <laughs> Maybe it's the like ridiculous wigs that they're all wearing that make them look older. But yeah. Um, the, and the, and the whole notion of uh, it being a much rougher um, and less polished game back then when, when Brian Clough mm-hmm. was doing his thing. It's got that shorter actor that I like he's in. Um, I think he's in some Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, the uh, guy from Snatch yeah. and the uh, yeah. Irishman. What is his name? Yeah, Irish. I'm I'm googling Irishman cast right now. <laughs> I like that guy though. Whoever he is, it's a yeah. So it's just a fun. It's a great. It's a great story because I I tend to like and you know, this is something that I think will come up as we talk about Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham, old Stevie Graham. Uh, as as we talk about uh, these football movies, I tend to like the ones that are a little more businessy like the business and i think even like major league kind of falls into this a little bit where the the business of football and or the business of sport you know i think that there mm-hmm. tends to be uh something about that that really is compelling to me i'm not really sure why because i'm not a finance person by any means but you know money ball sort of falls in this category too like the like the game behind the game kind of stuff and i feel like there's a lot of stuff in damn united about him trying to you know, like basically showing up at the chairman's door, trying to ask for extra money for, uh, you know, to buy a player. And it's, you know, whatever it is in 1971 dollars, you know, it's like an extra 3,500 pounds or whatever. Um, and just that, like, I loved all that stuff, you know, just like, especially like kind of in that, because it was 50 years old, it is even more kind of, um, sort of quaint, I guess is maybe the word I'm looking for, you know, not, not quite in a bad way, but just sort of like, um, like a simpler, a simpler time. Yeah, they were actually talking about this, um, the Damned United, a little bit on Second Captains. They were, it came up in a discussion about this new um, TV show called, I can't remember what it's called. It's that football TV show by the, um, man, I've got a few holes in my brain tonight. Um, (laughs) What's that PBS masterpiece show about the manor house? Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. um, it, it, so the Damned United came up and there was a discussion about how difficult it is to actually show a sport being played 
mm-hmm. in a film or TV show about sports. Mm-hmm. And The Damned United, I think, beautifully gets around this. Like it never actually shows football being played. You can hear the sounds. You can feel the um, the particular emotion that you're meant to be feeling and what's going on in the game. I remember there's a particular scene where um, Brian Clough gets ejected from the match and he can only hear what's going on from inside the locker room and that's where you are as the viewer and i um i think it's a really smart movie in that respect and there's one other thing that i was gonna say that's actually really interesting though because that that makes me think about um something i hadn't really thought about before which is just like pace like i think that in general if the game that you're trying to film has a lot of pace to it that i think pace is like the hardest thing to pace and like real athleticism like the hardest things to really convey in a sports movie you know and so baseball kind of works really well because it's pretty static you know it's like stand a guy stands and a guy throws you know like pretty simple to replicate uh basketball football don't tend to be great sports uh for 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 movies you know and even boxing i think is is kind of like baseball where it's like two people can stand three feet apart you know and you kind of with tricky film you can make them look imposing you know um i don't know it's interesting one other thing that I remember from the Damned United, which it's kind of like um, the King of Kong, which which could actually be a sports documentary. Actually, I'm going to file file that away uh, down in our running order. But the Damned United is focused on Brian Clough just um, kind of owning himself <laughs> in the Leeds job um, and just kind of being a bit of a fool, even though he's really su- successful at Derby before he gets that job. But then the coda to the film is, oh, yeah, by the way, Brian Clough went on to become the most successful manager in, in British football history. Um, right. And, Until Alex Ferguson, probably, or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And I, I just thought like, that it's cool that the movie says is very focused on we're just talking about the lead situation. And anything that feeds into Clough's uh, story at Leeds will tell you about. But anything beyond that, maybe you really don't need to know did you ever read the david peace book the dan united no i i respect david peace but i find him to be hard to read um i have his liverpool book um and red or dead red or dead and it's like 700 pages and it's like he does this kind of poetic repetition in there you know yeah. so it's like it, reading beowulf but set in liverpool <laughs> was maybe if i read it aloud i would like it more i don't know uh but i i saw him actually at a book reading um i saw him speak um at some pub in um east village actually i don't know if you were there i think it went with uh with our friend trevor um and he was really cool and i really admired him but i just uh uh, no, I've never really been able to get into that um, that book. How about you? Uh, I did, I guess. Uh, yeah, I had the same situation with you with Red or Dead. I never, I have a, I actually got a copy of the Damn United signed by David Peace at this um, at Book Expo, this big trade conference for people mm. who work in the book industry, and um, yeah, he was a cool bald guy. Uh, yeah, that's so what I thought. Much, much, much <laughs> I thought he was, to David I Peace. thought he was cool too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you uh, let's, let's do a couple more because you, I think, in general, I know, and the the Maradona one is the one that stands out to me because I know how much you absolutely love that. And so maybe we'll talk yes. about documentaries for a second. I feel like the some of the best f- sports movies the last twenty years have been documentaries about football. You know, not necessarily yes. English football, but just football in general. So why don't you talk about a couple of those? 
Yeah, I think that all of the football movies that I really know are documentaries. The last few that I've seen, and Maradona is the most recent one. And I watched it on HBO. Um, I don't know if it's like globally on HBO, but it's directed by this guy named Asif uh Capadia, I think his name is. And people would know his earlier documentaries, the one on Amy Winehouse and also Senna, that Formula mm-hmm. One documentary. Yeah, um, which I've never, which never seen, but I've heard it's great. Yeah. And what he does is all of these movies, he pieces everything together from found footage. And there is no voiceover of any kind. Rarely is there even any music that plays. It is you're basically just watching footage that's been unearthed and the way he edits everything together the story just becomes totally naked to you and the maradona one is just exceptional and it's it's kind of the opposite of what i was saying about the damned united about how it's great how the damned united doesn't focus on the actual football but the maradona movie has this incredible footage of all of these napoli games and the footage is like pitch level and you feel like you're there and you can hear every kick of the ball and like that time we saw nacho monreal brandon just feet away from us exactly yelling nacho (laughs) monreal schooling poor ryan sessignon there um uh yeah so it's it's one that really uh takes you there and gives you just a totally different perspective on Maradona. Like Maradona is a truly sympathetic character and one that just got totally sucked into the, um, the economy and the mob of Italy. And, uh, yeah. maybe it, that definitely plays into the, the absurd character that we know of him now. And the other great documentary I recently saw, like in the last few years is next goal wins. And this is, I think like the only American movie next to victory, as you mentioned, Josh, in this list. And it follows Thomas Rangan, who is this, he's like a bit coach player in the U S men's system. And he found himself without a job. I think he's typically involved in the U S under 21 system. He found himself without a job and he took the head coach position in American Samoa so the kind of the driving force of it is Thomas Rangan and his wife had lost their oldest daughter in a tragic car accident. So it's part them taking this job in this far off place to kind of get away from dealing with those emotions. And also the fact that American Samoa is legendarily the worst football program in the planet. I think they lost 31 nil to Australia, like the worst ever international defeat on record. And the movie begins with American Samoa's next campaign to try and qualify for the world cup finals. And you meet all of these wonderful, interesting characters who are part of this really small community, including this um, one player that is the first non-binary person to ever play in the world cup, which is really cool. And fun fact, I just learned that, Taika Waititi's next movie is actually a fictionalized um, or a dramatized version of this story starring Michael, um, what is his name? Michael Fassbender. Oh, wow. Cool. The Thomas Rondon character. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. um, Okay, cool. So definitely check that one out. Um, You know, I was trying to think, you and I went to the Museum of the Moving Image in Queens last year to watch some football movie. I can't remember the name of it now. It was Uh, called um, In... 
Oh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah. It's a Bulgarian guy... movie. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's when you know your addiction is strong. It's when you go all the way to Queens to watch a 75-minute Bulgarian documentary. But it was – well, you look that up and I'll, I'll talk about uh, some other ones. I, You know, so Sunderland Till I Die is one that I know that you love. There's a second season that just came out. The first season was I, – I thought it was almost hard to watch, you know, and I sort of <laughs> – and it's, maybe it's like it's you know we're talking about the Tiger King last week, and I was saying that I, I'm having a hard time with that too because I just documentaries can make me really uncomfortable, and it's like I can't it's like I can't face the truth or something uh-huh. <laughs> they're revealing. <laughs> it makes me feel too bad. And um, it's subtle until I die. I mean, that that season is kind of like you know they they had just gotten relegated from the Premier League and. You know, I think they were in their first season after relegation. Maybe it was their second. And, you know, there are a lot of the players you recognize, you know, from from their Premier League campaign. And there's sort of there's a level of optimism, you know, like we're going to we're going to pop right back up like like many like many clubs do. Right. West Ham, Newcastle, et cetera. Um, and it does not go well at all. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, what's what makes this what makes it so brilliant is, is one, there's an incredible amount of access and two, you, it's really about the fans, I feel like, you know, and you really get a sense of like the supporters um, in a way that you don't always get in some of these, some of these documentaries. And uh, so I, I do like it, but I, I, I just, I, it's kind of a hard one for me to watch. Um, and I don't know, I mean, what do you think, do you have any thoughts on Sunderland Till I Die? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think the the tough thing about Sunderland Till I Die is following the fans and how just heartbreaking it is. Because there are these you know f- you know supporters who have who were born into the club, and for the last decade, all they all they've known is incompetence. And that's where yeah. that's to me the entry point of Sunderland Till I Die is the access that they have to the executive level and just to see the incompetence with which these clubs can be run at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you just see these really rich guys come in and they think that their, their, you know, quote, love of the game will carry them through or they're, you know, they had, they ran a really successful campaign for Tesco's, you know, uh, one month. And, and now it's like, it's like what um, Anthony Bourdain says in kitchen confidential, like every wealthy New Yorker who gets complimented on their wine collection goes out and starts a restaurant, which, you know, ultimately closes <laughs> within six months. Um, great, I never heard that, but that's a, that's a really great line. Of, I bet that's actually true of people in London as well. Oh, for sure. But in yeah. the, in the second season of Sunderland till I die, I did have a certain level of sympathy for the executive staff where they're talking about just the, uh, the budget disparity. Like they're running a club that costs $35 million, but they're actually projected to bring in 10 million. And there's just this huge gulf in terms of what they're spending versus what they're making. And it's just the club will crater. And, you you know, if if some of us in our offices have been in budget meetings and you're scraping together to try and find a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks here or there to try and come up with 25 million and even have a squad left to play, uh, it's like an impossible task. So I thought that was really harrowing. Yeah, I, I may still dig into the second season, but I, I may need to uh, take a cold shower before I watch it or something. I need to be like fresh for it, uh, or just have a really stiff drink. By the way, Infinite Football is the is the Bulgarian movie we right. were talking about. Yeah, there's yeah. This, this this psycho Bulgarian guy who 
he it starts with him talking about how he was a really gifted footballer until he got injured and it was you know we we've all met a person who's like i could have been great but i did my acl when i was you know 13 and then yeah that was You've it been for saying me. this for years yeah yeah <laughs> right. so the rest of the movie is this guy trying to reinvent the rules of the game he even creates a a different like different dimensions for the pitch and it's all also yeah. people don't get injured and then <laughs> it, it, it morphs into this movie about him and his relationship with his his father and it's quite disturbing but, but it's, it yeah i find it for free online at this point it's been out for a year and a half or so and um so yeah i agree you know, the one that we don't have on here that i really like another documentary is uh, the two escobars um, that was something mm-hmm. I just uh, producer Dave on uh, Twitter brought this one up. It's a it's a good suggestion. It's a part of the thirty for thirty series of ESPN movies, which are all there's a number of, of fantastic thirty for thirties out there. There's one in the Detroit Bad Boys, the late eighties Detroit Pistons uh, that I particularly like. But there's a there's just a ton um, over the years. Um, but the two Escobar ones one is really cool. It's about um, uh, the well Pablo Escobar and then the other Escobar's name I can't think of his name right now. Uh, who um, scored an own goal and um, Columbia, I guess it knocked Columbia out of the World Cup, right? It was uh, led to a Columbia, yeah. Columbia drawing with the United States in the 94 World Cup. The U.S. advanced, and I believe Columbia didn't, even though they were, I think they were the favorites that's, in that group. That's correct. I think we actually won that match against Columbia. Did you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did you win it? Like, I'm not American. Did you, did you guys pull that one out? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, and then he ultimately gets killed. And uh, it's kind of a, um, just, you know, it's a really, it's a wild story. It's really, it's not a, it is kind of the opposite of infinite football. There, It is very serious and not kooky at all movie. Uh, pretty grim, but, but really fascinating. Yeah. Andres Exobar. Exobar. Kooky is not a word I would use to describe it. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so a couple that I, I've never seen um, a victory, the Sylvester Stallone um, soccer movie. Have you, have you seen this? That is a soccer movie for sure. <laughs> no, I've never seen it either. Is, yeah. Pele is in that too, right? All right. Resolved, Brandon. We are going to, let's do, let's do some kind of live stream, live chat for victory. Okay. Okay. Maybe yep. we'll do this with our patrons or something like that. But let, let's watch. Let's, what, when, when, one other, like, what better time will we have, Brandon, to watch Victory than, than during this one? None. So let's, Absolutely yeah. none. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> a couple others just quickly before we move on from this category. Um, I don't like All or Nothing, Manchester City. I've not no. seen a single minute of this, actually. I've, I I, um, I do not participate in Amazon products. So, you know, right. that's just a personal right. choice. Uh, so I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. When you frame it like that, though, there's there's a political. <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. saying something. Just, I, I mean, I I more or less agree with you. Before I had kids, I was also in a. I'm not an Amazon person, but now I've I've it broke me. Uh, like it yeah. breaks. Once you start buying diapers on there, you're done forever. Yeah. Um, so uh, four year plan uh, is a really good one too. That's a documentary about QPR. Yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. Do, you, do you remember that? And there, they, I have. I, do, I have seen that. Uh-huh. It's interesting because it, it's it sort of makes you realize that these you know everyone who buys a club, everyone who's got some money who buys a club, they all they always get framed in a very positive light when they first buy the club. You know, because they always have lots of money and they're always very enthusiastic and they're always they want the best for the club. You know. <laughs> And it just like it just goes to show that people don't really know what they're doing a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And it's sort of to watch this group sort of 
go up and then uh i think i guess they ultimately do get promoted and then they go right back down and uh it's it's just a it's a really fun story and so i, I recommend that one as well uh, it's an fi- interesting yeah. it's an interesting one to go hand in hand with sunderland till i die where it's basically you watch sunderland till i die and then they get promoted um yeah so yes, if you want a happy the, ending to sunderland till <laughs> i die that's the four-year plan ultimately a sad ending as well but yeah. <laughs> happier um, so any other, any final, any final thoughts, Brandon, on the football category? Yeah. One more, it's gotta be another documentary, but one more that came to mind was once in a lifetime. If you remember the New York cosmos, this was the, ah, yes, it was basically the U S broadcast systems first attempt at bringing soccer to the masses in the States and the New York Cosmos was just this. It was all built for the purposes of bringing Pele to the United States at the end of his career. And um, it's a hilarious documentary because it just gets into how gaudy the 70s in the in like the commercial U.S. was just mm-hmm. and like the the wide world of sports um, sort of telecasts and, and stuff. And it's really nutty. And it plays into this um, rivalry between Pele and Beckenbauer, who both end up playing on the Cosmos at the same time at the end of their career. And it gives you a new appreciation for uh, players who present day go to China or MLS um, or Saudi Arabia just to cash in one last time, uh, before they retire. That is, uh, that my, Michael, Michael Davies, uh, produced as well, Brandon. Um, oh, right. Yeah. From, yeah, uh, MBC yeah, Row. From, yeah. Uh, from the, uh, men and blazers. Men and blazers. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Of course, from his production company, <laughs> Embassy Row. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I've seen that one as well. And I, I really enjoy it. I, I couldn't believe, I mean, yeah, like, as you said, like everybody played in MLS, like every famous player from that era played, uh, in, uh, well, not MLS, uh, uh whatever it, it is they call whatever, it, whatever, whatever they called it. Yeah. yeah. American soccer. Um, all right. So let's, let's move on to the, the non football category. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, I've never seen Green Street Hooligans either. So, uh, Victory Green Street Hooligans. I think one of those should be the always cheating soccer movie watch. Let's let's maybe we'll, maybe we'll put up a poll. Uh, all right. So, favorite non football categories. Uh, opening note here from Eric Freeman. He says, "Baseball movies are the best sports movies, but baseball is the worst sport to actually watch." Mm, controversial. It is. I, I I agree with the first part. I don't agree with the second. Um, yeah, yeah, I would, uh, I, I'd put a couple others on top golf for one. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You're certainly, certainly entitled to your opinion, Eric, but yeah, if you look at our list of great sports movies, baseball does dominate. It is, it is striking though, that Adam Sandler has never been in a baseball movie. So, you know, I think that's probably, (laughs) uh, not too far down the road. He's going to come up a lot in, in, in a few minutes here. Um, so just. So we, I wouldn't need to go through all of these, but Brandon, I, I've got five baseball movies at the top, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna I'll list them out, and then you tell me which one is your favorite of these five, okay? Uh, yep. Major League, Moneyball, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, Eight Men Out. I don't know why I use weird pauses there, but those are the those are the five that I've listed <laughs> as my five favorite baseball yeah. movies. Brandon, what do you think? I mean, it's got to be Moneyball, right? I mean, first of all, uh, who wins in a fight between? Brad Pitt and Kevin Costner, Brad Pitt, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, hands down. And I think there's, there's just something so 
effortless, effortlessly cool about Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Moneyball, it doesn't talk down to you if you don't know much, much about, about baseball. baseball. Yeah. Um, but it does also at the same time give you this incredible insight into the game. It does that same thing that uh, the Damned United does where you're like in the baseball world, but you don't have to see like a single pitch be thrown to to get the stakes and uh jonah hill in moneyball is is that's one of my favorite sports movie performances yeah i think he got an academy award nomination uh for for his role in that uh yeah he's he's great in that um i actually the one that is on that is further below that is also based on movie that you probably i don't know if you've seen it but um if you want to watch a fun sports movie that has very little to do with sports uh everybody wants some that's with mm-hmm. two exclamation points, Brandon, like the Van Halen song, um, is a Richard Linklater movie. Uh, Richard Linklater, director of uh, uh, Boyhood and Slackers. Dazed and, and Confused. Dazed this is kind of like the unofficial yeah. sequel to Dazed and Confused. It is. Yeah. So it takes place in uh, a college in Texas. I don't think it's UT. It's not like a big college, but it's a it's a college where uh, people. Have you seen it, Brandon? I actually haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, you, oh, it's great. Uh, it's it, it, so basically, it's like the the whole thing takes place like the first week of college for a freshman uh, who comes who shows up to play for the baseball team, and uh, it's a lot of drinking and partying and and doing whatever. And it has like they're all they're all part of they're all part of the same college baseball team. But I don't think there's like they never even get on a field. I don't think like it's you know it's but. But it, ha- but it feels sportsy. It has like the sports vibe, you know, yeah, and right. uh, uh, highly recommend it, though. If you like any Linklater movies, I guarantee you like this one. It's uh, it's really fun. Um, and it's got a young Zoe Deutsch. Do you know her, Brandon? She's been in a lot. Zoe of- Deutsch. Who, where would I yeah. know her from? Uh, she was in uh, Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap. She is the, um, the the girl who like was living in the mall or whatever. Um, oh and, right okay yeah, yeah. and uh she's <laughs> great she's great airplane movie reference right there yeah. for zombie double tap <laughs> yeah both of us watched that on the flight back from <laughs> london and uh she's she's also leah thompson's daughter which is kind of interesting so any any caroline in the city fans out there brandon <laughs> <laughs> that's her daughter outstanding <laughs> or, or, call or yeah. back to the future of course brandon the better pick there. So which one of these baseball movies that you've got here up at the top is your personal favorite? Like, do you have a sentimental favorite among these, among uh, these top five? Well, sentimental would be Field of Dreams, uh, you know, because uh, like, like. Who doesn't most, want to play baseball like, with their dead dad? <laughs> yeah, like, like, like most men, I, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, but I think, um, yeah, I think Major League actually would be. Uh, will be my pick. Um, I just love that movie. I've probably seen it the most of any of these movies. It is, it isn't the best movie, obviously, um, from, from this lot, but it's so good. It's so fun. And it's got great, like Charlie Sheen, you know, top of his game, uh, Tom Berenger killing it. Rene Russo, Oh, come on. It's you know, Corbin yeah. Burnson. I had Corbin never, Burnson. I'd, I'd never wanted to be like an older man more than like, he just, he was the yeah. guy for me in that movie. He was awesome. I know. And how old probably, I mean, how old do you think he was at that time? Like 37? <laughs> yeah. When, when I think back, I'm like, well, he must have been 52 if, if not, not a day. Just the the old manager with the like walrus mustache. It's just I'm on his I'm on his IMDb profile right now. James Gammon. Let's give it up for old mustache coach guy from Major uh, League. 
just wonderful. Oh God, just I can I, I mean I could just sit here and just and you know Willie Mays Hayes Wesley Snipes I mean just so many great characters. The Dennis Haspert is in it as the um, the um, whatever he's like a it's like probably racist now like he's like simply like sure. an African character or something and it has to like yeah did do a blood sacrifice anyway very outside, outside of the casual racism that is certainly in everything pre-1990 uh it is it is as we just found out when we watched uh, ferris bueller's day off yes yeah, uh, right. uh it is <laughs> um it's it's a really i think that one's just the one that i would like if i had to pick any movie from this list that i was just like in my like permanent library you know like that i was if i was like in you know solitary confinement or something i could only pick one movie with me um, i would bring major league because i could just watch it again and again and again yeah for me if it's going to be one sports movie to rule them all hoosiers it's hoosiers for me all day now we're into basketball territory but gene hackman and dennis hopper absolute powerhouses in that movie i remember seeing hoosiers in the theater i'm starting to date myself um with my parents and yeah. I was young enough where I didn't really understand what the problem was with Dennis Hopper's character. So yeah. Dennis Hopper plays like the dad of one of the players and he's an alcohol abuser and he's just totally down on his luck. And I remember, does everyone feel bad for Dennis Hopper because he lives alone? It, it seems bad to live alone. Now it's actually because he's just like crippled by alcoholism and depression. <laughs> That's why, but um, I mean, how well do you remember Hoosiers, and have you seen it five hundred times like me? Uh, yeah, bits and pieces. I for some reason remember it being on VH1 a lot as a kid. Uh, a movie that rocks. Like, yeah, or maybe it was TNT. I don't know. I feel like I don't. Yeah, I feel like it was VH1. I don't know why. I don't know why that 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 weird soft rock network would pop into my head <laughs> unless it was actually on there all the time as sure. a kid. But I used to watch 20 minutes of it like once a month, it felt like, you know, it was like I never saw the yeah. whole movie, but I would, I would catch 20 minutes of it for years, you know, so. Um, Hoosiers does this yeah. thing where I think sports movies, it, it's like Rocky, like all the Rocky movies. It's like no one has ever blocked a punch in a Rocky movie. Every punch <laughs> thrown lands right on somebody's face. No one, and ever, this Hoosiers, one never puts the two gloves up, you know. <laughs> right. Every shot that is taken in Hoosiers is a swish. Like no one misses a single shot in Hoosiers and it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, what is Jimmy Chitwood has yeah. like, somebody did like his, like his line at the end of it's like, you know, he's 21 of 22, 20 for 20 from the free throw line. You know, it's like, it's like 65 <laughs> <Right>. points. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me, does this qualify as a sports movie in your mind? Karate kid? Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I think that yeah. is absolutely without question a sports movie. And yeah. Um, I mean, Brandon, it's it, no, granted they are the martial arts, you know, not yeah. technically they're sports. If you studied them in college, that would be a, it would be like <laughs> right. studying English or history. Uh, sure. but you know, I think, um, uh, yeah, I think it does. Got, there's a competition. Um, a, a, any movie where someone yells, put them in a body bag. is a sports <laughs> yeah. movie. That would not happen in a non-sports movie. <laughs> Other things you need. You need a training montage. You mm-hmm. need an arch rival. You need, yeah. you need a, a, a bracket that you have to work your way through, through the final third of the movie. And if you want, if you just want in five minutes, this is basically like, all right, you've gone told cold Turkey, no more drugs or alcohol for you. If you just want something to spine, tingle your spine within five minutes, just Google karate kid final scene. It's just like the best thing. The crane, that's not the crane. crane, It it is the crane crane, kick. Yeah. Yeah. The crane kick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it in years. And what, you know, the funny 
little postscript to that is that Billy Zabka ended up becoming this kind of beloved figure, um, uh-huh. you know, and after because now um, I believe that there's there's a, there's a Karate Kid TV show that came out and Cobra it's Kai. Like, yeah. And isn't it like flipped where it's like now Billy Zapka is the good guy. And I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Daniel Russo is the bag. I don't know. Yeah. So we got to we gotta look into this. Well, this is it's karma, right? Because one of the best parts of that final scene is after Danny Russo lays Billy Zapka's character out. Um, Zabka goes up to Russo with the trophy and he hands it to him and he's like, you're all right, Daniel, you're all right. <laughs> so he came through the end of the tunnel and yeah. that karma because takes you all the way. They're all slowly turning on that coach, you know, the whole Cobra Kai <laughs> throughout that movie. They're only, they're just kids after all. That's true. Um, so I think we have to talk about boxing movies, at least for a minute. You mentioned the Rocky movies before. Um, I think, uh, they're all great. If I had to pick my favorite Rocky well, I'm sure that there are better ones, but the one that stuck out to me the most as a kid was Rocky IV. Um, you know, him oh, fighting, yeah. him, him, him fighting for no money on Christmas Day in Russia. Uh, it's just one of the great <laughs> to save us to save us from the the communist dominoes toppling. Yeah, he ends the Cold War. I mean, it's incredible. Like it's, I I think the thir- the third one with Clubber Lang is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I don't like the way he talks jibe when he starts to actually beat uh, <laughs> Clubber Lang on the end of that movie. He's like, you ain't all see, that. You see know, earlier statement about movies pre nineteen ninety. Right? Yeah. If you if you if you put that, you know, you put twenty twenty uh, um, thoughtfulness, you know, into any of these mm-hmm. any of these movies that are all over twenty five years, you're gonna uh, it's that's not it's it's gonna be ugly. But yeah, it's I think that there's yeah, it's gonna change. Yeah, exactly. But. Uh, I think that uh, the third one is really good too. Do you have a favorite Rocky of the? I guess there's like seven. There's also Creed and, and Creed Two. No, it's it's Rocky Four for me. I mean, um, it, it is Rocky Four. I think just the arc of it and the fact that it uh, it has that montage scene of Drago having all the best equipment that Russia has to offer. This great technology. Yeah. He's getting pumped yeah. full of steroids and he's on these. <laughs> Uh, you know, like prototype um, treadmills. And then there's Rocky climbing yeah. a mountain, lifting yeah. logs up over his head. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because like I was talking about Billy Zabka earlier, but later, you know, Dolph Lundgren's kind of in that same category where that, like you find out later he's got like a Ph.D., you know, from Sweden yeah. or whatever, like astrophysics. And he was just like, he was like, yeah, I'll play Drago. Sure. You know, he also plays, he also plays He-Man Brandon, of course. It's not really a sports movie. Exactly. <laughs> Is but, it? But well, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's some borderline. Yeah. The Skeletor thought he was playing a game of some kind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But game game I, of life. Back in uh, January, I guess it was, we were down in New Orleans and I was in this bar and they had two big screens going at the same time, side by side. One was playing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and the other was playing Rocky Four, And I was just in heaven because it was, that's my wheelhouse. A, that's a, well, that, yeah, I mean, that's me too. That's, that's, that's everyone's wheelhouse. Right? Yeah. Uh, other boxing movies. Um, I know you're a big, um, what is it like? It's like, you were telling me this a while ago. It was like every year on like, it's like July 18th at midnight, you watch Million Dollar Baby from like midnight to 2.30. And I, what is the story there? Why do you do that? It's just like, that's when the movie hits you the right way. 
Yeah, it's something to do with cosmology. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, get too far into it, but sure. Carl Sagan it up. Yeah. Yeah. And usually right before I hit play, I turn to my wife and, and she says million dollar, maybe. <laughs> that's and then that's I great. and then I wink and I hit tradition. play. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Uh I think um That's a sad fun. movie. It is a sad movie. movie. It's a very sad movie. You watch that one exactly once, I think. Uh, yeah. The the fighter I like a lot. I've only seen that once, but I would watch that again um, with Mark Wahlberg and and yeah. um, what's his name, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Mm-hmm. I always remember Christian Bale is in the fighter, but I can never remember who the actual main character is. And it's of course it's Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, what's uh, Amy Adams is in that too. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a simple movie. I would say you know it's not. Um, it's like the fact that we had to like just think about everyone's names for a second. You know, it's not it's not quite mm-hmm. iconic, uh, but it's just it's just good, you know. And I, yeah. you know, Ford versus Ferrari is another one where I, you know, I just saw it a couple months ago at Outsource Christian Bale, and I don't know if it's it's hard to rank a movie you just saw like a month ago, but I thought it was for a really really good sports. Have you seen it yet? I don't know if you I have. Uh, yes, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, I thought it was terrific. Yeah, I just really thought it was. It's kind of a dad movie, you know, granted, but it's, I don't know. I just thought it was really fun. And, uh, and the, well, I thought it, the actual racing scenes were great. And it begat the greatest ever always cheating metaphor where you likened yeah. people's, uh, you know, final stretch of the season to trying to, uh, you have to be willing to let your car explode much like the yeah. Ford car could explode if you wanted to actually beat the Italians. I was too modest to bring it up, Brennan. So I'm glad that you did. <laughs> um, so, uh, any just quickly here, we can't go through all of these, yeah. but you've got a couple. Uh, White men yeah. can't jump. You've got listed here. Yeah, another great basketball movie. And man, they t- they go through uh, life as much as they go through basketball. And White Men Can't Jump. But I do think White Men Can't Jump was the first rated R movie I have ever seen. Um, so it. it it lives long in my memory just for that fact. <laughs> yeah. Also color of money. I just think, um, which is about billiards about mm-hmm. pool, uh, Tom Cruise and Paul Newman, just a sequel to the hustler. Yep. Fuck, uh, just a fantastic, uh, fantastic movie. And the one, one that I'll just shoehorn in here. That's kind of boxing adjacent is the movie warrior starring Tom Hardy and Joel ah. Edgerton. Never where they seen do that. mixed martial arts. Yeah. It's it's great. Um, it's it's another movie like Hoosiers that involves like how do we save our alcoholic parents from from <laughs> imminent death? Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it's it's just super cool. And I'm not really into mixed martial arts, but the drama of it uh, is class. It's great. Yeah, I uh, that that one's long been on my list, and so maybe I'll see if that's if that's still on Netflix. Maybe I'll I'll check that out this week. Uh, Brandon, one final shout out. Uh, it, it's it's TV and not a movie, but um, Friday Night Lights, uh, the TV show, is uh, an absolute classic. And there is a movie, uh, the movie I, I don't really enjoy as much as the TV show. The TV show is kind of kind of perfect, um, especially that, except for that one scene where the high school guy kills the other guy and they cover it up and he gets away with it. That weird subplot aside, it is a very good TV show. Uh, I, you feel the same, right? You've, you've seen, oh, absolutely. 100% cosine. Like I have, I have never, if you said to me years ago, Brandon, one day you'll be sat on your couch watching a slow motion football spiral 
uh, and you'll just be bawling your eyes out. Um, I wouldn't believe you, but I don't think I've <laughs> ever cried so much watching a TV show. Ex- the explosions in the sky music helps a lot there as well. So, uh, all right. On that note, I'm, on the note of Brandon crying, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll get back and hopefully we can, you can pull yourself together, Brandon. We can get through the final uh, section here and uh, we'll talk about, uh, we got a lot of categories left to go. Let's take a quick break. Hey guys, with currently no Premier League, no NBA, no NHL, no Major League Baseball happening, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. Josh, you were saying earlier you want you want stakes. Well, those those are there stakes. Those are some stakes. If you're into props and entertainment betting as well, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You basically double your money when you sign up uh, at betonline.ag, but you can only do so by using our promo code BLUEWIRE. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word to get your 100% welcome bonus. Go to betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. All right, Ben, we're back with part two. Okay, we've got, uh, these, these are a little shorter, these categories here. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's start off with uh, documentaries. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a lot about football documentaries already, but what are some non-football documentaries that come to mind when you think of your favorite sports docs? Well, Hoop Dreams is like the gold standard in sports movies, full stop, if not just mm-hmm. um, sports documentaries. Are you a Hoop Dreamer? Uh, I am. Yeah. I also love the uh, Mr. Show parody of Hoop Dreams. You remember, <laughs> yes. you remember that? Yeah. Where the, <laughs> they play recruiters and they're recruiting like newborn babies to... Yeah, to, it's... Uh, what one one college I think is called Duchesne, and one is called Indiana Basin Silts, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that it's that should be on the on this list right there. But Hoop Dreams is, it's just a phenomenal movie, less because of the basketball and more just like it's looking yeah. um, like socioeconomic stuff, which totally. is is rarely seen at that at that level. But it's also just a good reminder like sports movies are so aspirational and basically they show you people at the peak of their powers you know the rocky saves us from communism and daniel russo wins the karate tournament who dreams basically comes out and says yeah well that's one in a million pretty much everyone else like falls on their face and um their dreams do not come to fruition and it's all bad news it, it is kind of all bad news. It reminds me a little bit of one that's, that I don't have in this list here, but I was thinking about as you were talking, which is Minding the Gap, uh, which is a movie about uh, skateboarders that uh, mm-hmm. came out uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, it's really fascinating. It's kind of it's a little bit like a, the Seven Up series or something where it sort of follows this group of high school skateboarders uh, throughout like a whole like a, several years of their life, something like a decade maybe. And uh, it's, you know, but they're always sort of united by this skateboarding. Um, and I don't know, things don't really go super well. Right. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I watched that. that on your recommendation on the plane on a recent UK trip. And yeah, I was totally riveted by it. Highly, yeah. highly recommended. Yeah. It, it's like, it'll, you learn a lot about how people live, but it's, um, it's also pretty 
kind of a bummer at times. So speaking yeah. of the uh, one in the million, I see the next movie on your list here. Documentaries, Josh, is Free Solo, which yes. Free Solo kind of goes out of its way to say, yeah, most people who free climb, uh, they fall to their death. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the Free Solo that worked. It's true. It is like you kind of don't know what's going to happen in Free Solo. Like it's sort of I, I guess we shouldn't give it away. if People haven't seen it, but it's uh it's really good. And it's kind of like the whole you think it's going to be about like just free climbing, you know, whatever they what is that what free climbing? Is there a word for it? I can't remember. I anymore, think so. The, I think you've got yeah. it right. Uh, and it turns out like it kind of becomes a movie about whether this guy is actually kind of insane, you know, and I thought <laughs> I feel ding, like ding, he's, he's insane. Yeah, his sanity is really what what the movie ends up being about, and uh, you can watch it for free. It's in America. You can watch it on Disney Plus. I don't know if that's true um, across the globe, but uh, yeah, it's part of the Nat Geo channel on there. And uh, yeah, definitely worth watching. It's uh, it's also beautiful. I mean, it's you know, it's all like most of it's in you know the American West, and it's just these you know beautiful. Um, uh, the scenery is amazing, and, and watching yeah. the El, El Capitan, the mountain that he's. He, climbs it's just uh you know it's stunning to watch really i think they used helicopters and all kinds of handheld cameras and stuff you know what movie it reminds me of is actually whiplash so whiplash is about a jazz drummer and it's kind of like if you want to be at the top of your game you have to sacrifice everything else which includes your your emotional ties to your family and your loved ones and basically the rest of humanity and yeah. the guy in Free Solo, I think, is following the whiplash model where yeah. he's like, I have to have uh, every cell in my body focused on this one thing in order for me to survive. And you can see how it really uh, clashes with his relationship with the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, it's and like he's got this girlfriend who seems very well adjusted and normal. And like she sort of you watch her over the film be like, wait, am I like? Is he going to die? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's really wild. It's yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's very, yeah, really good movie. Um, all right. And then uh, I talked about this actually, I think in last week's podcast, I won't go into it again, but the uh, Ken Burns baseball documentary is an absolute classic. Uh, it's a uh, super long, it's like 20 hours long and it's really wonderful, especially it's, it's like, it's like, you know, drinking a glass of warm milk or something. Yeah. You're very soothed watching this documentary <laughs> uh, really, and, you know, hearing about um, Horace Wagner and, Mordecai, Three Finger Brown, and Pie Trainer, and all these these hundred twenty year old players. Um, does he only have three fingers? Mordecai? He does. Yeah, he lost them uh-huh. in an accident. Yeah, so that's a real. <laughs> I love the. That's such an old timey thing. It's just mm-hmm. a nondescript quote accident. <laughs> I can't remember what a, a farming accident or something. Who knows? Oh, they're all farming accidents, right? <laughs> um, and uh, just we talked about it earlier, but uh, the ESPN thirty for thirties are fantastic. And uh, if you have ESPN Plus. Uh, in the U.S., you can watch. Um, there's there's gonna be like fifty, hundred of them now. I know there's a there's a there's a boatload. Yeah, so, there's yeah, a ton, lot. Ton of great ones there. Um, all right, next category is dumb sports movies that we love. Um, I actually had Major League in this category, and I promoted it <laughs> to the wow, favorite congrats, sports Major films. League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dumb sports movies that we love. Um, I think that it, this is a category. Um, it's really an SNL dominated category, Brian. Saturday Night Live dominated a lot. <laughs> right. SNL yep. folks. Uh, so Happy Gilmore to me is probably the ultimate dumb sports movie that I, I mean, how often do you and I and our friend Trevor uh, bring this up around each other? I mean, is it every time we hang out, it, like every three times? It feels like it comes up a lot. <laughs> I'm just laughing now thinking of it. 
Carl Weathers' character Chubbs <laughs> may be yeah. the oh. greatest invention in the history of cinema with his wooden <laughs> hand and his plaid pants and his pair of alligators. Like, yeah. I can hear, you just always hear him in my voice being like, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. <laughs> tap, tap, happy. <laughs> tap it in. Mm-hmm. It's Happy Gilmore is phenomenal. I think I slagged off golfing movies earlier and, and hockey movies. And Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore combines both of them. <laughs> um, yeah. There's like the opening scene where he like tries to stab somebody with his hockey skate, um, which is just phenomenal. Oh, what the whole, I think to do that. The whole movie is completely unhinged, but it's it's really in a in a very good way. I mean, if you like Billy Madison, uh, which I don't even know, like we're probably like I, Adam Sandler is still a huge star, right? So I guess people probably still watch these movies. But I growing up, I mean, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were like the two pillars of like American boys, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. in the 90s. It was, yeah. yeah. Then Austin Powers came along and kind of gave <laughs> us another path to follow. And, and, and we did that for a while. The other, there is, so, I was going to say, talking to like golf movies um, or dumb, dumb golf movies, um, Caddyshack is like a movie that I, my dad quoted it so much as a kid that I honestly avoided it for, <laughs> for a uh-huh. long, long time. I'm not sure yeah. I actually watched that movie start to finish until I was in my 20s. Um, and it is secretly really funny. I think that is an actually genuinely funny movie. I mean, maybe it's a borderline sports movie, but it is, it all does all take place on a golf course. Uh, but Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack is so funny. Oh my God. He's so funny in that movie. Yeah. It like Rodney Dangerfield's shtick is it feels dated on its face. But to, yeah, I totally agree. To see him operating within Caddyshack, you're just like, wow, this guy, it this is, guy is owning this movie. It, it like sets in place the whole kind of like rubes versus snobs. That was a big thing in uh-huh. 80s movies in general, you know, yeah. sports or otherwise. And he was, this came out like in 79 or 80 or something like that. And he, he is the ultimate rube, you know, like the new well, money I think rube. The, the tagline of the movie is um, like you wouldn't, join a club that would have you as a member or something like that. I don't, <laughs> so I, I don't from any hall. <laughs> I guess Gretchen marks. Uh, yeah. The quote, but, but yeah. um, Rodney Dangerfield has the greatest line at the end of it. You know, when um, they, they, you know, spoiler alert, the, the rubes win <laughs> and um, he just, he throws his golf club up and he just yells, Hey, we're all going to get laid. <laughs> it is just, it is so it is so dumb. Oh God. I like, <laughs> I, I want to watch it right now. I, I again, I, I watch like talking about all these movies. I'm just like, especially all these dumb ones. I'm just like, this is what I want to do right now is just watch dumb sports movies that, that don't make any sense. Um, I, I, do you think that is Kingpin? Um, where does Kingpin <laughs> uh, live for you in terms of dumb sports movies? It lives right here in this, in this space where we are right now. Kingpin is a bowling movie. Starring Bill Murray mm-hmm. and Woody Harrelson. Woody yes. Harrelson appearing, you know, White Men Can't Jump. Was Woody Harrelson's not in uh, Semi-Pro, is he? Yes, he is. Yes, oh, he my is. God. Yeah. Woody Harrelson, is, he's giving uh, um, Adam Sandler <laughs> yeah. a run for his money here. Kevin but... Costner, too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true. Underrated. <laughs> but Kingpin is, is just absolutely silly. And um, Jeff, not Jeff Daniels, um, who's the, who's the uh, Mormon, not the who's the uh right randy quaid right randy quaid plays yeah. the amish guy yeah. who's really yeah. good at bowling 
I mean, yeah, you, I can't even explain what this movie Vanessa is. Vanessa Angel, Brandon. It's got, it's, got, it's got everybody from the Weird Science TV show. Yeah, but it's, it all, uh, it all yeah. comes down to the final face-off between oh. Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray at the end at the bowling championship. And I, 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 I go watch it. I can't even describe it. Just yeah. go watch it. I mean, here's here's my like tease. If you've never seen this, I mean, Bill Murray is one of the funniest people on the planet. It has been for forty years. Almost everybody feels this way. That scene during the bowling face-off might be the funniest he's ever been in any movie ever. I mean, mm-hmm. it is so funny. Uh, so even if you just go to YouTube and just watch that, that scene, uh, it is – I highly recommend it. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a very funny movie. Um, let's see. Any other movies here? We have a comment from Jeff Wajma who wants to know, does arm wrestling count? Over the top was oddly compelling. So, yeah, over the top arm wrestling movie with Sylvester Stallone, where he plays a, a truck driving arm wrestler in who trying basically to is far- win a custody battle at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I remember this movie is basically he has in order to get his son, he mm-hmm. has to win an arm wrestling tournament like the stakes. Yeah. The stakes were very high. Yeah. You know, funny coincidence. I'm, I'm doing a community rewatch. The community TV show is now on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's now on Netflix, and uh, there was an over-the-top reference in an episode that I saw last night. So anyone knows over-the-top, there's this thing that (laughs) right when Cesar Stallone was about to win any of his matches, he would do this thing where he would kind of curl his fingers, you know, and uh, that was when he spiraled them, I guess. And that was when you knew he was about to go over-the-top and win the arm wrestling match. There's a bracket, Brandon, so I think that does count as a – any, any any movie with a bracket, yeah. I think, is a sports movie. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is uh, totally teed up for me, but were they knowing when they called this movie over the top? Because, like, <laughs> it's, it's quite now, sensational. As far as I can tell, irony was invented, like, circa 1991 or something. Yeah. Right, uh, right. It doesn't seem to exist before then. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next category, which is, are they actually sports movies? Okay, and we've got some real classics in here, Brandon. Uh, Raging Bull sports. I'm mean, actually, uh, let me just name these four movies and then you can tell me yes or no. Okay. Okay. Ra- yeah. Rage, Raging Bull sports. Yeah. Not a sports movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Big Lebowski. No. The Wrestler. Yes. Rounders. I think this is on the bubble, but I'm going to go yes for rounders. I think that like, but is it, if I say rounders is actually a sports movie, am I also saying that Maverick starring Mel Gibson is a sports movie? Maverick is a sports movie and <laughs> it is a very good, a very good sports movie. Uh, God, we should watch that for our movie nights. Bro. That's, a, that's a classic. Yeah, that's a good one. Jodie Foster, James Garner. Yeah. Great cast. I mean, it, it, it's the type of, this is a type of category that makes you realize like how, Sports is so interwoven with everything that we do as a species. Like basically every movie is a sports movie apart from there must be a soccer scene in Gandhi at some point. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well, I mean, so every, where do you where do you feel yeah. on all these? The Big Lebowski is the one that I said definitely wasn't a sports movie. Do you Big Lebowski bowling is a huge thing here? I wasn't even thinking of that as a sports movie until I read some list where it was where it was listed there. I mean, I there is a lot of bullying in it. I guess in, in my head I think of bullying and in Kingpin. I guess we talked about that, which is also a bullying movie. Um, so, but bullying a great is very bowling movie. Yeah, it's the it, Big Lebowski is is probably my favorite movie just in general. So yeah. I think, mm-hmm. 
yeah, and I, I know we're kind of simpatico on that one. So, I mean, Definitely. it's it's the great, it's the, it's, you know, I don't know. It's like the greatest shaggy dog movie ever. Does that also make it the greatest sports movie? Sure. Like, let's, let's just, let's, let's just <laughs> why not? We make everything. the rules. <laughs> um, Raging Bull, I actually think is, I mean, there is a lot of boxing in that. So I guess it has to, these, they're all, I mean, the wrestler is, I guess, yeah, I think these are all sports movies. I guess maybe Rounders is the one that feels the least sports to me uh just because um it's you know it's it's kind of like the big lebowski where it's like is poker it's not really like a i mean in kingpin there's at least like a championship match you know like uh-huh. the, like the sport is the, the the competition is a part of the is part of the movie whereas in rounders it's like he the stakes are like a little too high you know it's like he's i don't know um <clears throat> but uh it's a good movie it's, it's a great like yeah it's yeah. a great movie i think like that's a whole other category of like gambling movies and casino movies yeah. where you've got like mississippi grind is a movie that, movie that we we've talked about and mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say casino casino great sports movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i did like scorsese martin scorsese a secret sports movie guy with uh the color of money and raging bull yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, Gangs of New York is basically like a proto the lo- the longest yard. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> um yeah, you're right. He uh I don't know, that's a good question. Has he done any baseball movies? He's like one of those guys who's like produced like 100 additional movies as you know, in addition to the ones that he's directed. So, yeah. um he's such a New York guy. And so um yeah, I think uh yeah, so I don't think we need to talk about these four movies. They're all kind of classics. The Wrestler is the one that people don't talk about that much, but um, kind of another movie, a little bit like um, Million Dollar Baby, where I feel like you only need to watch it once. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically like jumps off the turnbuckle at the end, and you're like, oh, he's gonna die when he lands. You know, <laughs> it's like the end of the movie is like he's about to die when he uh-huh. like falls. You know, so um, it's not a great yeah, feeling. It's a weird one, yeah, not a great feeling. Uh, all right, let's end this on a higher note, Brandon. Sort of uh, bad sports movies. These are, I'm. These are just. This is my personal opinion. Okay, some of these movies are popular movies. <laughs> like they're popular in that way that like we, you, and I love Kingpin and Happy Gilmore. I uh-huh. don't like Talladega Nights, and I don't like The Water Boy. Those are two movies that that a lot of people seem to like that are bad. Like they're kind of so bad they're good. I just yeah. think they're so bad they're bad. I, I don't enjoy watching either <laughs> one of those. Well, okay, so let's compare The Waterboy to Happy Gilmore. Kind of a similar formula in that Adam Sandler plays a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But there is something about The Waterboy where Adam Sandler's character is either a little too weird or a little too angry. And like yeah. the, cir- the, the, <clears throat> the circumstances for him are just a little too dire. Or, yeah, full. Uh, what is that? Yeah, I was trying to think of that the thing that you're not supposed to do in um oh yeah tropic thunder tropic yep. thunder yeah I he goes a little, goes a little too far you know it's uh <laughs> yeah i agree though yeah. you you do have to give the water boy a bonus point for you know like he is uh morgan schneiderlin in the midfield he gets a bonus point for generating well a great for... gift that i enjoy the rob schneider you can do it gif <laughs> I I saw it once and that was I you know I I, I see the I, I see that Rob Schneider gift too. I like I think Bobby Boucher is a great name for a character. I I, uh-huh. I still remember that name 20 years later. Uh but yeah, I I don't really care for it. And Talladega Nights is uh I just think it's kind of like insult. I don't know. Like it's kind of um 
it's too tawdry or something for me. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, I just don't like it. You know, it feels yeah. kind of insulting to people who like, although it's like a popular movie in this, I don't know. So like, it's, if it, for me, I'm just like, it feels like it's like a little too, like, it's like a, what's the word? It's like shooting fish in a barrel or something with that one. It's punching down sort punching of thing. Down. Yeah. 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 Um, there, there's, there's one, there's one good NASCAR movie. It's that Steven Soderbergh movie. That's like a caper. I can't remember yes. what it's called. That's a fun movie. What about what about Days of Thunder, Brandon? That's oh also, yes, uh, Days yeah. of Thunder. Yeah, Coltrane. Um, yeah. That 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 deserves to be mentioned. If Rob Schneider gets a mention in this podcast, you better believe Days of Thunder is getting a mention here. It's fair. All right. Yeah. My, my entry into uh, sports movies that are actually bad would be Necessary Roughness. Like, yeah, you know, we've 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 dipped our we've dipped a lot into '80s culture talking about these movies and necessary roughness like embodies a lot of this where it was just like it was absolute madness um <laughs> back then and people filled all these character caricature roles even down to who are we gonna get to kick for our football team well let's get the let's get kathy ireland the hot supermodel <laughs> who actually plays on the soccer team uh, the yeah. field next door and scott bacula um Apparently he was redshirted at some point, right, Josh? Because they they get him as like a forty year old. Yeah, guy. it's a forty year redshirt. Yeah, exactly. He I don't know if he what he was doing before then. Uh, minor league baseball or something, maybe. I can't, I can't remember. Oh, Jason Bateman is in this. I'm looking at the IMDb page as we go here. Uh, yeah, I actually I have not seen Necessary Roughness uh, since I saw it at my grandma's house when I was ten years old. Uh, but I. Which I remember very well because I loved it <laughs> when I saw it when I was ten. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm sure you're right that it does not hold up. But I, I'm never going to rewatch it, Brandon. So I can always keep that glorious moment, uh, Blue Forty Two. I know he did <laughs> great. It, it did bring us Blue Forty Two, Brandon, as a cultural touchstone. So we'll, we'll always have that at least. Uh, I'll just throw one more at you, Josh. Do you did you ever see the movie? This is another football like american football movie the replacements starring keanu reeves and i think john favreau is in it it's like yeah the setup of the movie is there is a strike in the nfl so all the actual nfl players aren't playing they're not going to cross the picket line right so the teams bring in replacements who are all amateurs and of course they have to prove everybody wrong and show them that they can actually do it and um, I remember that being a pretty, a pretty bad movie. So bad it was one of those movies where I actually went with a friend, and there was no one else that wanted to see this movie. So we left like three seats between the two of us in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of what a great feeling that used to be. Like, like I don't know if this is true, like in all small towns, but yeah, it was the same way. in, in as a kid, there were just like a lot of second run movie theaters, you know, where you could just walk in. And I remember seeing Romeo plus Juliet. In one of these mm. theaters, my friends as a kid, mm-hmm. and we were the only four people in the entire theater. <laughs> and so we would just like get up and walk around in the middle of the movie. And oh, God, it was, I don't think it boggles the mind. Anymore. You you'd yeah. think they would just tell you to just leave and say, get your money back. <laughs> like we, we, we can't, we can't yeah. even pay to turn these lights on or off uh, as it were. I'm trying to think uh, if there's any other bad movies. I mean, I, there's a lot of movies that we, I think NFL movies in general, you brought up the replacements. I, I don't really like any football movies um i think that football much like basketball it's that pace thing where it's just hard to get the pace right and it doesn't feel real you know it doesn't like i don't know it's like you really 
maybe I just don't really like football culture either. You know, there's something kind of inherently sort of um, like, you know, the coach is God, you know, and you have to, you know, and just like that. I'm just like not really just personally a fan of. Speaking of, what about any given Sunday in which uh, Al Pacino is that godlike coach yeah, figure? Yeah, I've never even seen that whole movie. I'm not really an Oliver Stone person, though, so I, I don't know. That's, yeah. Do you like that movie? I haven't never seen it either. So <laughs> that's why I was asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen it, but I actually haven't. So, yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, like, anybody who goes and looks at one of these, like, lists of the top 100, if you're being honest with yourself, like... You'd be surprised how how like how many gaps there are. Where you're like, wow, I haven't seen like twenty. Like that Senna, I've heard Senna's been great. Many people have brought this one up, and I just, I, 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 yeah, Formula One weirdly is like a really mm-hmm. good category for for films. There's a, there's one, um, another Formula movie with uh, what's his name, the guy who plays Thor. That's really yeah, good as Rush. well. Uh, Rush, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Rush is Rush is a pretty fun movie too. Uh, so. It does not belong in the bad sports movies, but uh, just because we're trying to wrap this thing up here, um, I'll throw that one in there. And on that note, Brandon, I think we can conclude our sports discussion. This was a pretty good. We talked about a lot of movies here, Brandon. I, I'm curious what we, we did. didn't talk about. We didn't talk about The Natural. There's a few that, you know, there's a few big ones that that I'm sure people will. Um, the Sandlot. The Sandlot. Oh, that's a classic. I mean, come on. Uh, that's where I learned. I, I learned. I fell in love with Babe Ruth because of the Sandlot brand. I was like, yeah, just the you, right age for that movie. Yeah, you learned how to make s'mores because of that movie. Movie. Yeah, King of Swing, Salt in the Swat. <laughs> By the way, I was reading. Uh, I've been reading this Bill James baseball book recently. This is like Baseball Almanac, and obviously, I knew that Babe Ruth was called the Salt of Swat. But did you know that Lou Gehrig was called the Crown Prince of Swat? Is How that cool. better? Is that better or worse than being the Sultan? Well, I think it's worse, but I, I'd love that the <laughs> the Sultan Crown Prince of Swat. What a cool, what a fun thing! I don't know. I thought that was so neat. I'd never heard I never heard Lou Gehrig described as the Crown Prince of Swat before, and uh, I just thought that was thought that was all right. Yeah, yeah, nor I. Yeah, so you only remember the bad times with Lou Gehrig these days. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can visit uh, Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating to support the podcast. To talk to us, we will talk about some kind of Always Cheating movie watch on there. We'll have to pick just the right time, obviously, because uh, we want people from um, across the. Uh, pond to be able to listen with us as well but i think victory or green street, Hool- green street hooligans either one of those i'd be interested yeah. in you know green street hooligan has um a leisure leisure wood, wood. yeah oh. your boy so I love, that could yeah. i love him i love the <laughs> hobbit <laughs> so if you want to or lord of the uh, rings or what the, whatever the hell that is yeah, so it's a free month of Patreon uh, supporters. Next month is almost definitely going to be a free month as well. Uh, so if you want to become a supporter uh, and say thanks, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, and we have a number of producers that we'd like to thank. And a reminder to our producers, if you're still listening this far into the podcast, uh, producers can pick a topic for an always cheating podcast. So if you have something you want us to cover, um, this is kind of the perfect time uh, to suggest something. So uh, reach out to us and let us know. And uh we will most likely cover it on our podcast. Your support now more than ever means a lot to us. A big thanks to our producers, Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Chris Carter, Martin Savage, Brian T., DeBig Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner-Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Frederick Kean-Gransky, 
Travis West, Alan Creasy, Victor Forberg, Skogane, Paul Herdsig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Stian Niehaus, Barry McGuire, Peter Bodechtel, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Andy Martin, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, FPLmerch.com, James Conroy. Special note, Josh, I, I talked, I, we opened the podcast mentioning the Black Horse, what I do when I leave the Black Horse. For those of you wondering what's going on with our favorite headquarters for watching Premier League football, I did send a text to um, uh, our friend over there, Josh, just to ask if there's anything we can do to support them and their staff during this crazy time. And they are still trying to figure out what's going on. They're surviving so far as we know, but we'll keep you posted under the trials and tribulations of the Black Horse. We're definitely keeping tabs on how they're doing during this this That's wild great. time. Yeah. If they did some kind of fundraiser or something, we'll definitely uh, share that out with people. Um, I don't know that most people listening or, or don't live in New York, but for anybody who does, if, if it has been a, a Saturday fixture in your life, then um, let's make sure it actually stays open. I think that that's what I luckily, you know, both of us are both lucky enough to still have our jobs uh, during yeah. this time. And, and so um, I tend to spend a lot of my energy worrying less about me and whether um, all the small businesses that I love in, New York uh, will actually um, you know, reopen uh, in a month or two or three or whatever. Um, so, um, yeah. Well, so, that, that's yeah. the thing. Like, you want, we all want our lives to go back to normalcy. And what that would entail is all of these great businesses in our community to still be open when, when we get to that point. So keep, keep tabs on the businesses in your neighborhood. And, and don't be shy about reaching out and asking if there's anything you can do. Um, keep in touch with us. Always cheating. Rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters, Facebook.com slash always cheating. Send us an email. We've got nothing but time right now. So if you've got a, a long litany of gripes, questions, criticism, positive things. We'd love to hear from you. Hellcheaters at gmail.com. All this and more is at our website, alwayscheating.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Poku forever. <laughs>